We are recording. Wonderful. Okay. Well, welcome. It uh, looks like we've got a few viewers logged on. Awesome. It's so nice to see you. Kat's going to go put on some hot water, so we'll take a minute. And um, and in case you missed it, we were drawing some goddess cards. So I just drew this one. This is Artemis. I just drew Artemis for Kat. And earlier, just before logging on, I drew this one for myself. This is Isis and Osiris. So we've got some lovely goddesses with us today and uh you know maybe we'll draw a card later if we feel so called <sighs> yeah i love this deck definitely okay welcome everyone we're so excited to be doing this we michelle and i have gosh we've known each other for a while now um and i remember meeting michelle at a cafe and being like Ah, this is so amazing. Um, we, we, we had this conversation. I don't know how many hours we sat and had our first conversation. And um, yeah. I mean, it was, we sat for a long time. We did. That wasn't the first time we met, but it was the first time we really kind of clicked into, yeah. oh my gosh, we must be in each other's lives in a, in a deeper way. Right. Yeah, it was, um, we went and got coffee. It was in, I think it was in January of 2014. Yeah. And yeah. quickly after that, within a couple of weeks, we had decided to, um, we decided to, we were like, okay, we're in relationship with each other. We decided mm -hmm. to commit to meeting once a week with some other uh, shamanic sisters mm -hmm. in Portland to have a group basically um, supporting each other, talking about our processes, what was happening in our lives, what was happening um, in, you know, our experiences in our business and in our sessions and things that were coming up for us and things that were happening in the collective. And um, just we have consistently had this really deep, amazing, powerful connection, mm -hmm. which has been just a a ridiculous blessing to have someone who can really understand where you're coming from is, yeah. is it's been a huge a huge thing for me to be able to feel so supported in that in this yeah way. likewise dear sister um i think it's so interesting that we met um actually the first time we officially met was just after burning man in 2013 and uh, I remember you gifted me one of the, the gold Yamano balls and you were showing me some body rolling exercises. I was like, who is this awesome girl who knows how to do this body rolling stuff? That's great. And then we kind of fell off each other's radar for a little while. But I kept your business card for a really long time and I would kind of look at it and be like, I should get in touch with her again. And then just never happened. So it, it took us, I think, about, um, uh, yeah, like six months that was 2014 right no 20, 2015 I think it took us like a year and a half to actually figure it out and then once we we fell into place of you know how much we love each other and how alike we are in so many ways and then also how our the individual flavors of our medicine can be amazing support for each other so this has definitely been a wonderful unfolding of exploration and reflection and uh, inspiring each other to continue to grow in like more than most people in my life you know i i feel 
and I, I don't know, maybe you feel some of this too, but I feel like I need to be more amazing because Kat is so amazing and Kat is showing up. You know what I mean though? It's like, I see the work that you're doing and I am just awestruck in inspiration. And so my work, I don't know if I've ever put it in so many words to you before, but directly, Kat, my work is better and I am better because you were in my life. So, Oh my gosh. Absolutely the same. Absolutely the same. Yeah. Oh, we love each other. It's great. Yeah, love each yeah. other. <laughs> um, and, and so, uh, dear viewers, this project came about as a result of us having one of our many conversations about life and consciousness and spirituality and relationships and shamanism and, and what does it all mean together? And we, we talk about this all the time because we're both workaholics, but in a, a life passion sort of way. And, uh, and, you know, it eventually came around to why are we not recording this and why are we not putting it out in front of people who might be interested or might have similar sorts of experiences. So we are inviting you if you have some questions as we're talking along, there is a chat option and you're welcome to chat in and write some questions. And, um, and we may answer them, we may include them in there, you're totally welcome to participate and, uh, and we're sharing a piece of our, our lives, our personal and professional lives with you. You're welcome. Yeah. And, um, you know, Michelle and I often will have, we'll have these conversations and we'll just be like, ah, wait, that was so amazing. How, how did we not, how do we not uh, let that out there? And I think one of the pieces that Michelle and I both are super passionate about, like I, I am so passionate about uh, creating and holding a space so that people can be in full expression of who they are and their gifts and their talents and rising to the surface, allowing everything to be seen and witnessed, um, you know, really dealing with our stuff. And I, I hope like this being this sounding board that we've been for each other would be the hope that we would be able to, to hold that for, for other people who maybe don't have an amazing shaman sister that they're able to call on the phone and go, uh, oh my God, you won't believe what just happened to me. Right. And, um, is this okay? Or am I crazy? Or uh, what do you think I should do? And what do you think about this? This is what's coming up for me. Is this at yeah. all what's coming up for you? And to get some reflection from a, a powerful ally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So welcome to Shaman Sister Sessions, the first of many. And uh, I guess, how, do you want to do a little check-in? Just how are you doing? Kat, how are we doing? Because we haven't talked in like a week, which is very unusual for us. <laughs> yeah, we've been setting it up. Yeah. Um, you know, Michelle, I, I think the last time I talked to you, a week ago, Wednesday, mm -hmm. which was an intense day. Yeah. And for me, um, you know, uh, Tuesday night, I led a class on clearing and purification. And it seemed super appropriate because definitely what seems to be coming up a lot is our need to really be doing a lot of cleansing and purification. Mm -hmm. And uh, on Wednesday, I did not sleep well. I think we all know the chain of events that happened last week and did not sleep well. And on waking on Wednesday morning was really um, a real, a horrible space, really just completely in, in the space of feeling very heartbroken, 
very distraught, very um, in the experience of um, pain, fear, and uh, heartbreak, deep, deep heartbreak. And um, also just not wanting to deal with it. I've had a lot of like, I just don't want, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with what's coming up. I don't want to deal with what's going on. And I want to just throw my head under the covers and I want to hide. And I want to like, how can I get out of here as fast as possible? Um, I don't want to do this. This isn't what I want to focus my work on. Um, I don't want to have to be talking about this all the time. I hear ya. (laughs) And just allowing my own system to shut down and really having to be forced. So Michelle, you just kicked me in the ass, which I think that all of us are going to need a a swift kicking in the ass every once in a while these days because um, really calling me back into who I am and into my practice, which I didn't want to do because going into physical practice um, and, and the way that I teach it, it moves emotion, it brings stuff up and not wanting to deal, not wanting to feel. And that's what's been, that's what's been coming up for me is that dancing with that piece around, ah, oh, I don't actually want to feel this. And then letting myself feel it and how strong the feelings are, how much emotion is there, mm-hmm. how much pain is there and how much power is underneath all of that. Yeah. But it takes a little bit to get there. Definitely. And are, are you okay if I share publicly a little bit about my experience from your session on Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. It's awesome. I promise. Um. It was. Uh. Oh, and I just realized my computer's dying. Hmm. Okay. Let me fix it. One second. That. I'll just preface preface this by saying that um I have been um very honored and having the experience of running through Michelle's um New Moon Rising program, which is a three month program with mm-hmm. nine sessions of healing sessions, and Michelle is just mm-hmm incredible, incredible practitioner, um, really beyond measure in, in her abilities to tune into energies and, and, um, you know, we've done what three different soul retrieval pieces we've done. Yeah. (laughs) We, we've been dealing with some Atlantean lifetimes. We've been dealing with, um, God, you know, really like some, some heavy, deep stuff. And mm-hmm. so Wednesday morning we had scheduled a session. And so Michelle, basically we got onto our call and I hadn't even left my bed yet. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of wondering about that. You didn't sound like you, you were awake or ready to do that at all. And so then, um, I don't think I told you this at the time, but my experience in over like Tuesday night to Wednesday morning I was in my period, I had about 12 hours of despair. And, you know, from Tuesday night to Wednesday morning, and um, and you and I chatted just very briefly on Tuesday night with kind of this shocked disbelief. I can't believe that's actually happening. Ah, and then good night. Okay, so that's, that's where we left it, Tuesday night. 
Um, so I woke up on Wednesday and, you know, kind of hoping, okay, maybe things really turned around while I was sleeping because I just couldn't bear to look at it anymore. So maybe like they found all these ballots that they hadn't counted yet and it's all good. But um, that didn't happen. And I, I went through my my wondering, am I even okay to work on you? Is this, you know, cause I felt my system was very disrupted. I was, um, I think I was in a little bit more of a, uh, I had a lot of feelings going around, uh, going along in, in that morning. But I think I also really had in my awareness of, okay, I have to be okay because I have an appointment. And so I need to be fine. So I'm going to be fine. And I think, Honestly, that was really important in my process too. I, I had my process. I moved through some grief, but I, it was also really fast. You know, it was like I, I was offline, so to speak, for about 12 hours. And then by the time we came to your session, I was pretty much okay. And then I felt like, okay, I did get to process some of my stuff during your session when we went through a lot of the somatic release stuff of get it out of the body. But in in the moment, you know, if you remember, we start. I was trying to like start gently. Okay, we're we're gonna do some nurturing. Wasn't having it. No, and so to do such a big release. I mean, that's one of my loudest sessions I've ever had. Of <laughs> screaming and the drumming and the rattling and the the jumping up and down on the floor and I, I had you beating up the sofa and all of no, that. I was, I was in my bedroom. I was beating my bed like this as hard as I possibly could. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and I was, I was like sweating. I had to like peel off layers of sweat dripping down from jumping and shaking and screaming. And it, first of all, it felt amazing because it's, you know, there's, so much to be said for after trauma, we must release it from the body. I actually made a little video about it as inspired by our, our session. Mm -hmm. um, and I just imagine how many people don't have the knowledge or the skills to do that and how many people are just holding it in their bodies and letting it burn them up and eat them alive. You know, so that's that's one thing. Um, it also, I had kind of a little flicker of some concern the fact that that it did kick you in the butt so much because you know just a cat out i don't know what i'm gonna do exactly i was like <laughs> we're all in trouble yeah i was like okay if it can you know take down for a minute you know one of the most powerful awesome badass people i know then we're all fucked it was honestly like you know it that went through my mind for about half a second but then i was like okay no we're fine this is just you know we all have our moments and I'm sure I'm going to have my moments with this where I need to go offline for a little while. And I did. That was kind of Friday afternoon for me. It's, you know, I, I took my personal space, but it was, um, it felt like a pretty dramatic readjustment for me in my understanding of what people in general are going through, you know, cause I, I mean, I don't know if you've had some of this reflection over the last week, but I've been, really reevaluating the fact I live in a bubble. I'm aware of that now in, in ways more than, more than I ever really have been before. Yeah. Some of this was illuminated last, or yeah, yesterday afternoon, I met with a videographer friend to talk about a, a project idea that I have for, uh, as a benefit for Standing Rock. And he brought up um, you know, he was asking me very pointedly, what were some of those feelings that you had during your 12 hours of despair? Like, what was, 
some of what was going through your mind, I'm always really curious about what other people's shadows look like. So, um, so I was telling him this profound readjustment I've had of, okay, yes, I see a lot of trauma and I see a lot of shadow work. You know, people come to me with all kinds of horrible circumstances in their lives. And yet that's just a tiny, tiny sliver of the population who has experienced massive trauma. And those are the people who actually know enough to ask for help and want help. And yet, and you know, so I, I had, right? You know what I'm talking about? I had in my mind, like, okay, people who are wounded want help, but no, for the most part, no. Yeah. And so, right. Yeah. So what, have you noticed any of that this week? Or like, what's that been like for you? One of the days I just, I, I went to Los Angeles, which, you know, basically if you, you want to get like knocked in the gut, just go to Los Angeles. <laughs> like, cool. You know, I had a, um, I went out and had lunch. There were so many people there. Um, I went to a, a grocery store and I was in the grocery store and the, the, in Los Angeles, people are moving really fast and there's tons of people and there's like, you, you have to vie for a parking place and, and, and it's hard to get your cart around. And just in the midst of standing and seeing and looking at all the people and their you know, with the packages and the bags and they're trying and they're moving through and how, how much people are not wanting to feel anything. Um, just keep moving forward, keep doing the same thing, keep running the errands, keep, you know, keep doing exactly the same thing every day. Defaulting into their everyday life. Don't feel anything. And yet, it's under the surface. The feeling is under the surface. You could, you could feel it like walking through jello in a certain kind of way of like, whoa, this is, this is craziness. It's really kind of craziness. Yeah. And I went to a, and I honestly, that day, I don't remember what day, I think it was a, it might've been on, um, this was maybe Thursday or I don't know what day it was two days ago. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what day of the week it is right now. Right. Um, <laughs> Tuesday, today. I looked it up. A couple of days ago. It's been a long week. Honestly, this has been like one of the longest weeks ever. So I think we're allowed to get lost in the space-time continuum a little bit. I was feeling so much. And um, you know, having all of this stuff come up and, and feeling uh, so intensely and... Um, you know, really dealing with some of the deeper implications of mm-hmm. what this means and the potential realities for people and being in Los Angeles and being in such a culturally diverse space with so many people speaking so many different languages and having so many gender identities and all of these different different people and seeing their faces, their different religions and their different cultures and seeing their faces and really feeling for for the reality of where they are, where they've been, and where they might be going in yeah. the culture. And um, the deep pain uh, of, of that and, and how much it really hurt. And going to a, I went to a shamanic animal, you would love this, I went to a shamanic animal experience that evening in Topanga and um, this coyote came through me and 
Um, and it was powerful. And mm -hmm. the woman who was leading the event, Jessica, she, she said to me, she said, you are a, a, a channel of raw emotion. It's one of the things that you do. This is not always an easy, easy path. No. <laughs> really, that's true. One of the things that I am able to do and tune into is to channel emotion, channel raw emotion for the collective, for places, for earth spots, for times, for yeah. collective people. And I think a lot of people are that. They just don't know that they are that. And, and it's like, yeah. well, me, I'm just a crazy person. I'm super hyper emotional. Um, and it's, we're feeling a lot. We're feeling a lot for the collective. And one of the pieces that I've been really like, I don't know how to quite wrap my brain around this one and how mm -hmm. to address it in certain ways, because what I'm seeing on Facebook um, from a lot of our spiritual communities, you know, our, our beautiful spiritual brothers and sisters is this, well, you know, uh, you know, we have to just be in love and acceptance and um, this, this is all for the higher and greater good. And mm -hmm. this is part of the process and part of the awakening. And so we have to just be, be in love and light. And um, wow, that, that's really interesting to me, because I feel like we have a lot of similar Facebook community. And yet everything that I'm seeing is super pissed off. You know, so I, I am seeing some of the love and light stuff, but I'm also seeing, um, you know, the plenty of posts about Kali and about, you know, the darkness stuff and really like focusing on the shamanic aspects, you know, the underworld initiation. I think a little bit of this is, is sort of where we are. I think that Portland has more of that, like, uh, you know, more of that, like rebel, um, you know, protester sort of energy. And I think here in, as I've cultivated more Southern California people, there's a lot more of like, I just need to focus on the light. And if I focus on the light enough, then everything will be okay. Huh. Um, and so I've, I've seen definitely both. Absolutely. Yeah. But when I see this piece, I'm like, wait a minute, like, wait a minute, people are having feelings, people are upset, right. people are hurt, people are angry, people are, are emotional. Mm -hmm. We have to also hold space for that. We have to hold space for what is, what is true out there for people. Yeah. And, and, and also, you know, one of the things that, um, that came up in many of my conversations over the last week or so, and, and I know that you and I talk about this too, creating an environment for people to have a healthy relationship with their emotions and let them actually move through and like be able to identify, okay, I'm angry and that's okay. I, f I am full of rage and that's okay. You know, so how can we, um, and I think, yeah, I see some of what you're talking about with, oh, we, you know, got to be in the love and light. And that, it makes me really annoyed because <laughs> Really, you know, it's not actually teaching anyone healthy tools, like actionable tools. And that's something that I've definitely had to learn how to do for myself, you know, and I know um, we, I feel as though many healer type people have to learn how to do that. And there's this almost shaming aspect going on of any, any feelings that you're having, any emotions that you're having that are not of the light, just you know, release it, do the clearing, sweep yourself off, stuff it down kind of thing, because, you know, oh, we must be perfectly in the light. 
based on everything that I've been channeling over the last several years and especially recently, that's, that's not the way that we're moving. That's not the direction that we're moving in. Yeah. So, and absolutely. And I've, I've been also looking at, I've been looking at, okay, what is it that I've been talking about? And what is it that I've been channeling through? And what is it that I've been putting out there? Because a lot of times I'll write something or I'll put a video or I'll be like, oh my God, I have to put this up. Yeah. And it's not because I've thought this through and I've been like, here's my monthly blog list, whatever that I'm going to put out. It's just, right. this, is what's, this is what's coming up. And as I've been sorting through this week of like, oh God, you know, what, what have I been talking about? It's about being a warrior. It's about standing up. It's about being able to cultivate as much power in your system as possible. It's about um, expressing yourself, mm -hmm. bringing your magic to the world, yeah. um, being authentically out there with whatever it is that you do, um, connecting with other people who are the same, like gathering your tribe, all of these pieces. So important. All of these pieces are what we are going are going to have to do in a bigger way. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you brought up the gather the tribe component. That's um, so. Over the last week, I've noticed a really interesting trajectory of uh, you were saying in Los Angeles, people kind of you know heads down, just do their shopping, do the grocery cart thing. I've been noticing. Um, I think starting around maybe Friday or so, like people were in shock. It seemed to me like people were in shock for a few days. And then starting around Friday, people seemed to wake up a little bit and say, oh, wait, it is now more important than ever that I show up for my community. And so I've been noticing people like going out of their way to be extra in inclusive and attentive and kind, you know, so walking around and like walking my dog. Um, you know, I know, I notice in myself, I mean, I'm a friendly person and I usually say hello to people, but it's like I'm going extra out of my way to say hello to people to, you know, to again, create a sense of I look them right in the eye and, you know, I'm saying hello. And just even on the micro scale, that connection feels really important. And, uh, you know, so even just in the tiny, tiny ways of, you know, saying hello to a stranger, but also in the, um, the gather, gather the medicine family kind of way, gather the family. And um, I went to a, a meeting on Thursday night hosted by a friend of mine here in town who's a very activist-y type person. He was involved with Occupy. He does a lot of you know, political movement stuff. He's doing Standing Rock stuff. And he hosted a gathering at his place on Thursday. And there were 40 to 50 people there. It was a substantial gathering, you know, kind of a action is the antidote to despair, I think was kind of the tagline of this event. And I was really interested to note that people were all over the place in terms of where they were. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not really surprised. We had people ranging from the super pissed off, like spitting fire to the can't even talk because they're so distraught to kind of everywhere in between. And I noticed you know, everyone got a turn to share. It was a very sherry sort of meeting, which I wasn't really expecting, but um, and it took more than an hour because everyone had their turn. And I noticed when I was speaking, I, I'm very tapped into, okay, well, my vision for this is how can I show up to be in service to my tribe, my global tribe? 
And I noticed a couple other people, all women who were also in that mindset. It's, you know, all the people who were really about, okay, let's ground into community and, and service and the, like the, the power spirit aspect. It was this group of like three or four women and I was making mental note, okay, I need to talk to you and you and you. And then after we're done with this, Ever, uh, or, and we're taking a break, everyone stands up and all four or five of us just immediately like find each other in the middle of the room. Okay, yes, we were all on each other's radar of needing to be in in extra support of each other. So it's, um, you know, and not to say that other people are invited. Of course, everyone's invited to, you know, join the tribe, but it's really finding who can inspire you, who can support you, who can show up out of the woodwork to help you really ground in your service, ground in your health and well-being, and how can you push each other to be more connected, more community. So that's, I'm seeing a lot of that. Also, you know, I had, I have a whole slew of examples over the last few days of just extra stepping up of community, and it feels really good. Yeah, and it's funny because it's like, this is what we, you know, we were for, we have been for each other, why we created this, and then you know, I'm interested to see how, you know, this experience of us doing this, um, will, you know, evolve, you know, what, what comes next. I'm still in that incubation space of, okay, what is, what is next for me as, as a higher, what more service? And, um, you know, as I question that within myself, I am, I'm looking around sometimes and seeing one of the, one of the other things that I've been kind of like, hmm, about is seeing, um, stuff around how this is part of the awakening. And I, I do on, you know, of course I do connect to that, about how this is part of the awakening yeah, and about how this is drawing all the shadow to the light. We needed to really see all this stuff. We needed to be able to transmute this in order, you know, you got to know what's, you got to know what the shadow is there. You got to look at it in order to, to shift it and heal it. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it feels like there's this dissociation of, um, this is the awakening that's for them mm. awakened yet. And yeah. so we're going to just sit over here in our bubble and be like, neener, neener, neener. We told you so we should have had Bernie Sanders and you guys fucked it up. And so we're going to, um, like wait for you to have your rude awakening and we'll be over here, like, you know, coloring our mandala coloring book. And, um, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, I know what you mean. Yeah. And so I think, Yes, this is awakening for everyone. This is awakening for those that have yet to even begun a conscious awakening at all. Yeah. Um, some of those people are not going to wake up in this lifetime. No. And I think it's really awakening for us. It's awakening for us, for those that have tasted consciousness and healing and evolution. It's an awakening for us to step up yeah. and to take our our gifts, our innate gifts and stop hiding them and stop being embarrassed by them and stop um, thinking that they're weird or being afraid that we're not going to be able to handle them or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is and, and start expressing who we are in the world, start yeah. sharing our gifts with people who maybe we wouldn't have shared them with before. Yeah. Like, 
how do we get into subvert? You know, I was like, oh, why is this coyote coming? It's like coyote gets into neighborhoods. It gets into little, yeah. it gets into the cul-de-sac neighborhood of America and is like, you know, eating cats. But, um, you know, I know what you mean. It's like a, it, it is the wildness, the nature in, you know, coming into places where it has been intruded upon and still bringing that medicine in a really strong way. That's like, awesome. Like it shouldn't yeah. be there. It shouldn't be there. Coyotes should not, coyotes should not exist in the city, right? But they do. I've seen them in, you know, Griffith Park in the middle of Los Angeles. I've seen yeah. them. And so how do we subvert into the culture's that we're um, that we're that we're wanting to awaken, right? That we're, yeah. we're we're bringing our services and our gifts to in a new, different way. And sometimes that's just showing up and being who we are. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes it's sharing what what it is that we've learned. Like we've learned these tools to be able to handle our emotions. We've learned relationship skills. We've learned nonviolent communication. We've learned, um, you know, how to move energy through our body without it making us sick. Yes, we've learned all this stuff. So, you know, where I am is really in that inquiry of, okay, the stuff that I've been incubating inside myself and been like, okay, well, when I make enough money, I'll do this service, you know, for free or whatever. Or when I really get my, my shit together in a certain kind of way, I'm going to focus on this. Yeah. We don't have time for that. I don't. But, right. It's, I, I came to a similar conclusion. <laughs> like, um, you know, what, what does it say on your website? It's like, it's time to stop fucking around. Yeah. I mean now like really, really time to stop fucking around and uh, gosh, yeah. It's so interesting. It's like this. We do not have the luxury of taking our time in certain respects. Do not have the luxury of Hmm. What exactly do I want to say? I feel like it almost feels a little bit judgy or resentful when I say this, but that's not how I mean it. So when I say I don't have the luxury of taking time to have privacy in my personal process of growth anymore. Right. You know what I mean when I say that? It's I've done the years and years of, okay, I'm going to keep this kind of private in my personal process as I learn and incubate and percolate all the new energies and information and had my own under like series of profound underworld initiations in the shamanic way. And now that I personally am, I don't know if I'm exactly coming to an end of it, but I'm definitely rolling with it much more smoothly than I used to. Thank you. Um, it's time to make all of that knowledge and wisdom available to people who are rolling with that in this moment. And there are a lot of people, there are definitely a lot of people. And I know, um, you know, some people are going to know that they need help and some people are going to look for help and some people are not. And it's a matter of, okay, well, how can we make ourselves available in, in a way, in such a transparent way to people who are looking for that kind of thing, even if it's just, even if we're not telling any, and I say we, I don't just mean you and I, I, say, I mean we as people who are tapped into their bodies, tapped into their emotions, people who are intuitive, people who are able to move energy or, or they feel, ex, you know, hypersensitive people, right? I don't just mean you and I. Yeah. How can we make our, what we're learning available and transparent in a safe way 
you know, because some people, wait, we need to have the boundaries, etc. But to reach the people who won't even necessarily know to look for help. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking about is I'm thinking about those group of people. This is something that um, I mentioned my videographer friend yesterday. I realized I, I was telling him, you know, really kind of recalibrating my vision of who the general population is deeply, deeply wounded people who don't even know necessarily that they are deeply wounded or, and, and if they do know, then they don't know that help is an option or they don't know where to look or they don't know how to ask for it or, there, or there's so much other stuff to work through. Oh, I can't ask for help because it means that, um, you know, on the masculine front, oh, I can't ask for help because I need to be a man and provide for my family or, oh, I can't ask for help because I'm supposed to be a good mom and be there to provide for my children or I can't ask for help because it means I'm a sinner and I, I just ask God for help or whatever it is that people is getting in people's way of asking for help needs to go and it, and we need to make it available to them even in such a way that they might not even think to reach out. You know what I mean? Like how do we reach the unreachable? That's kind of what that's <laughs> That's what's going through my mind right now. It's like, okay, it's all well and good to market to or and market and you know put it out there to people who are already or already there, right? Or right. we're preaching to our own choir. Um, and and this also brings up for me, uh, you know, obviously I spend too much time on social media. Um, <laughs> uh -huh. we're seeing and I get it where if you have people who are you know Trump supporters and so on and so forth who are in the feed and they're posting stuff and replying to stuff and how you're just like I can't why and it makes you feel pain it makes you feel emotions and you're like block and, and I've seen this a lot like I'm just blocking and unfriending anybody who doesn't agree with me yeah um but I was seeing something about how the majority of people are receiving their news on social media. The majority yeah. of people, and a lot of the news is actually false news. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much false news out there. So right. If we, as you know, whatever you want to call us in our on our on our bubble, um, you know, the weirdos out here, we uh, <laughs> we the weirdos. We the we the weirdos. If we, yeah. um, you know, if if I choose to block everybody on my list who doesn't agree with me, then their news is never going to get the chance to maybe just get this little taste of like, there's something different or, Hey, remember me or, um, you know, here's what my experience of this is. Take it or leave it. Here's where my fear is around this. Yeah. Here's where my concern is about my neighbors and my friends and people that I love. Here's where I am, you know, looking at the economy or whatever social issue or the environment or whatever it is that I'm concerned about. If I'm posting about it to only people who believe the same way that I do, mm -hmm. even though I might like have people respond. And I've seen people respond to things really horribly. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. Right. Exactly. Um, like, and especially it's very startling when it's people you know who you would never imagine saying anything like that. Yeah. And then you see it, it's like, wow, where is that coming from? 
that is some, you know, speaking like we're all wounded, you know, and it's it's not a matter of, oh, people who voted for Trump are wounded. No, we are all wounded. And so how are we allowing our shadows to express in healthy or unhealthy ways? You know, everyone has that. Everyone has their shadow. And it's just, you know, I have my shadow. You have your shadow. Sometimes it rears its head in a really ugly way. And that's, you know, we're, we're human. We're working on it, right? There's, we can be okay with ourselves and forgive ourselves and compassionate for ourselves, compassionate to ourselves in that, in those moments. And yet it's like, is, it's really interesting. It's so easy to demonize people, you know, where, okay, the people who voted for Trump, they're, you know, they're doing everything wrong. And yet, then when we're lashing out in such ways as you were describing, it's like, okay, well, how is that any different or how is that any better or less hateful? Right. And we have to stand up for ourselves, right? Yeah. Um, we can't be in the space of just like, oh, we'll just, we'll just roll over and let you, yeah. you know, do whatever you want to other people and say whatever you want. And, you know, looking at the news, there have been, there have been some really horrible things that have happened in the last yeah. to people. And, um, and that creates a greater atmosphere of fear and, and, um, you know, pain and, you know, we can't, we can't ignore reality mm -hmm. and spiritually bypass this shit and be like, yeah. I'm just going to go live in the mountain, which, I would love, I'm like, how do I get out of here? What, can I just go to Costa Rica? I'm like, yeah. well, would you just like, can you and dad just like get out of the country so I don't have to think about you and I'll, we're going to go to Costa Rica. I, mm -hmm. I would love to do that. But my inner guidance is, you know, when I, when I tune into um, who I am, what my mission is from the beginning of, uh, my experience has been that that I am here to help to shift and raise the vibration and the frequency of the human race, right? To, yeah. to uh, draw people together to create this beacon of light. And if that is like, that's that's been the crux, like the little seed inside of my entire mission mm -hmm. since the beginning when I was, you know, given that instructive, if you want to commit to this, this is what your mission is. Yeah. If I am to do that, if I am to be that, I can't run away. I can't, yeah. I can't, um, you know, decide that I'm just going to go and live in the woods and, um, you know, as much as I would love to just, I just want to go live in the woods. I want to just go build a garden and sit under a tree by a creek and, you know, cry and then sing and then mm -hmm. cry again and then sing and yeah and then talk to the animals and you know right. run through the woods and play your drum right, right. yeah i hear you me too and, and, up, right and have like a little core group of cool little groovy people who come over and we all love each other and yum up and like have a snuggle pile and it's oh my gosh this is so great and i'm all blissed out yeah but yeah, we don't get to do that. We don't really, we're not yeah. going to get to do that right now. We're, we've been, we've been snuggling and blissing each other out um, for long enough that we should be full of snugs and bliss enough to be able to kind of get out there and be like, hey, this is an option for you guys. They're snugs and bliss. Would you yeah. like to tune into this? Because we, yeah. we, we know how it works. Like we yeah. don't have consent. We've been working on 
relationships. We've been working on um, our spiritual practices. We've been we've been training. Why have we been doing this stuff? Right. Been so like, I know that there's some people on this call who have been like, I've been working so hard all of this whole time to really learn who I am on a spiritual level. Now, now what? Now what? What are we going to do with this stuff? Yeah. It's interesting. Something's coming to mind. You know, it's like the, the whole idea of, and I think this applies to anything, you know, relationships or um, supporting people you believe in or whatever. It's like, okay, when it's easy and smooth sailing, no problem. Like, or like, Oh, okay. What about when your team is winning? It's right. Everybody becomes a fan of the team who's winning. Right. And then as soon as they start losing or as soon as things get tough, it's like, okay, no, I bail. I'm not really into that. I feel like this is sort of that, that sort of circumstance. And I don't really see anyone bailing on the warrior of the light front, but there is definitely, I think, you know, a lot of people are still in the denial phase and and that's okay. Or a lot of people are still in the, how do we get the loophole? How do we get Bernie in? I see all the articles about there's one way to get Bernie into the way. No, it's it's not going to happen. It doesn't happen. And and I want, I want to jump to animal guides. I want to switch gears for a minute here because you mentioned coyote. Yeah. And we have like 15 minutes left and we do have one question that we can acknowledge. Should we look at that? Let's look at that. I have well, let's we can go into animals. I just want to make sure we hit it before we before we leave and and maybe if we have like a message that wants to come through. Okay, well let's um let's look at the question see if it's better for now or after we do animal guides. Let's see. Sarah asked, I've been working on developing my intuitive skills for the past month or so. Awesome. And I am experiencing lots of vibrating through my chakras. As in, when a medium is working in my presence, my body is essentially pulsating, typically in my heart, solar plexus, or womb chakra. Any ideas what this means beyond movement of energy? Um, movement of energy and activation. Yeah. 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 Really. Yeah. This is, uh, it's, this is common. This is typical. Um, no fear. No worry. Uh, l- surrender. You know, breathe into it. Let it happen. You yeah. are, you're, you're probably fine if, if, you know, if you start to get symptoms and things that are distressing, uh, reach out to somebody who is, who is really good at energy and being able to uh, tune into your field and, and help you if you need to either maybe clear something or ground, you know, really work on your grounding. So breathing into mm-hmm. like feeling your feet, spend as much time feeling and breathing into your feet as possible, breathing into the grounding when we really start to activate energy, it can be overwhelming. It can feel intense. It can feel scary. Um, keep working on the grounding piece, keep working on keeping things low and it's going to call you into kind of healing anything that's there that needs to be looked at. Yeah, definitely. The grounding piece is, is super important. That's the best way to, um, so you're noticing these energies vibrating through your chakras, make sure it's, it's actually sitting in your body. You know, we're at this, um, I'll share a, a little bit about um, kind of the new vision of the, the chakras as has, I've been channeling lately and has come up with a few different clients. Um, we're at the point where it's especially the root chakra, you know, root chakra, which is really grounding earth, physical body, you know, like sink down deep. I, I want to make this face with a root chakra, right? 
it's um, as I've seen it being revisioned, we're not only grounding in earth and in the body, but we're grounding in magic. So this is where, and, and this channeling that I just did, I do lunar channeling for every new and full moon. So I just did a channeling transmission for the, this beautiful super moon that we just had. It was about the melding of magic and matter. So how you're taking these energies, so you're saying you're working on your intuitive skills and noticing your chakras, vibrating and activating a lot, grounded into your body. Really, like, imagine this, okay, so your heart chakra is, is, you're saying your heart, your solar plexus and womb chakra, and it's pulsing, it's buzzing. Feel it sinking into your cells in your physical form. Because as soon as it's in your physical body, it becomes more reachable, more tangible, more actionable. So play with that a little bit. I would also suggest kind of for future reference as you're continuing to work with your chakras, start playing with your other chakras and seeing if you can intentionally bring energy to them to activate them. Right. So what you're seeing is like what is being activated now, you know, as you move forward, see, okay, how can I balance my energies in the rest of my system? Right. And I, I want to add to that as you're like grounding into the body. A lot of times when we have been seeing images of the chakras, most of the time when we look at pictures on the internet or whatever in a book, we see these pictures and they're like, you know, these images that are stuck on the front of the body, right? Because that's how we can see an image. And yeah. so I, I see a lot of times that people get activated and all of the energy that they have is running in the front of their system. Yeah. And so very little, little of it. And as you say, like grounded into the body, it's like suck that stuff back and bring it to the back of the body, to the spine, to all the way through the system, pulling it backward. That also helps to ground the energy so that it actually is all the way back and not just sometimes people really meditate just on the front of the like visualizing and seeing color and, and seeing the image in the front of the body. Um, which can feel a little bit unstabilizing actually uh, over time because all of the energy is running up and down the front of the body instead of actually where it's stable and more um, more able to be held in the back. Yeah, in the back and central channel. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Pull, that, pull that stuff through the whole system. Sweet. Good um, question. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for asking. Um, I hope we answered that for you. Let's see. Let's, um, oh, that's the same one. Okay, cool. So now animal guides. Um, I love working with animals, animal in physical embodiment and, uh, animal totems, you know, Kat and I teach our animal dance, shamanic animal experience, shape shifting workshop, which is super fun. And it's interesting that coyote came through for you. I've been kind of paying attention to what are the predominant totems that are really coming through right now for the collective consciousness. And what I'm noticing for people in general and, and for myself and who's showing up for my clients, they're all animal guides, animal totems who are typically associated with the other world, the, the like between the layers, the witchcraft, the blatantly tortured archetypes, right? So coyote is one of those. Coyote is very misunderstood. Coyote is, you know, seen as um, a cat eater right? Doesn't belong here. And yet coyote is surviving. Coyote is, is the, the trickster among other things. He, 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 I call him he, he is most well known as the trickster. And yet he lives between the worlds. He's able to walk in both worlds. He's very much in the shadow as much as he is in the light. 
And um, so that feels really important. And thank you for sharing. I'm glad to hear that. Um, one that I've been working with more lately is wolf. And I, and this came up when I was um, when I was down visiting you when we were teaching our workshop a few weeks ago. And um, and I had wolf announce itself as wanting to give a message, which we did not record. Uh, about right, and we just need to record everything we say all the time. Um, but this beautiful transmission from wolf to the collective consciousness as a whole, and and I've never really worked with wolf medicine before. I'm I'm very strong in my bird tribe. You know, I've got I'm Michelle Hawk, right? And um, eagle works with me a lot. I do. You know, I, I've got dolphin on my side. I've got just. Right. Yeah. A lot of animals in the light, so to speak, or the far seeing, the very like laser vision, laser focus kind of thing. Wolf, I've never really worked with on the personal level. Um, they'll show up for clients. And yet wolf has been showing up more lately. So I guess, um, you know, I'm asking now is wolf. Or, yes, you dummy. OK, it's it. right. I'm getting smacked over the head with this. Like, why haven't you noticed it or why haven't you actually accepted this yet? Um, wolf is showing up as a totem for me and for the collective. So uh, wolf medicine is, wolf is one of the most blatantly misunderstood and tortured animal guides, really. I mean, you know, they're shooting them down out of helicopters, right? You know, there's um, the, this idea that they kill people and they kill livestock and they're, um, they're portrayed in the movies as these like the glowing eyes and the dark fur and evil sort of energy, right? Like wolves are very dark animals. And yet they are so, they're, they're in their heart tribe, right? They're based on community and pack and they, they survive together. And I'm getting chills as I'm talking about this. So Wolf is stepping forward as a guide for the community consciousness right now about finding your community, about singing your song to call your tribe to you. So we just had that beautiful super moon last night. I don't know if anyone went out and howled. I was definitely thinking about it. But it's like, think about how can you share your voice? How can you sing your pack song to call those people to you to, to really support you in your tribe and, and whom you can also support? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one, I think. That's kind of the most obvious one that's been smacking me in the face a little bit with some messages for humanity as a whole. Yeah. That, anything you want to add to that? And that coyote was the same thing. It was like, oh, this yeah. is really for the collective. And this is, mm -hmm. you know, it is about this, you know, this shapeshifter that's on the edge of, yeah. of, you know, what's there. It is shadow worker and one who is in community, who has mm -hmm. gathered, would not survive without tribe. Yeah. A lone wolf you know, they'll make it for a while, but it's just, they've got to find, they've got to find a mate. They've got to build a pack. They've got to be yeah. a part of, um, of, of a tribe and the coyote, they, they do not eat unless they are in their tribe and they're able to, to trick the prey into being able, you know, to feed them. And, I think throughout this whole conversation, that is the the thread that we're looking at is who is your tribe? Mm -hmm. How are you serving your tribe? Yeah. How can you expand that tribe and, and share those messages to call more people? 
right? How do you sing, sing your song even, even if you're afraid you might get shot from a helicopter, you're still singing that song? Right. Yeah, and, and also the, um, the aspect of how can you cultivate a more, more easeful, more tangible, workable relationship with the shadow? Because that's what we're doing as a whole right now. And that's something that, I mean, both you and I have done a lot of work around this. So I remember, um, you know, years ago when I was first starting to delve into working on some really dark stuff for people, I was kind of like, I don't know if I can do, you know, I had to figure out, I had to work through how can I do this in, in an easy, graceful way? And how can I have a comfortable relationship with the darkness? I do now for having worked on it for so many years, but it definitely took a lot of awareness and a lot of practice. And also, honestly, a whole lot of help from, from these animal guides. Again, animals are a deep part of my medicine, your medicine, you know, you viewers, your medicine might, might be different. Yours might be, okay, how can I work through the darkness with plants? How can I work with the darkness through Kali or through, um, through the crone or through any other archetypes, the, the shadow crone, she's a really interesting one who came through recently, right? And, uh, and, you know, but what is their medicine and how can they help us not fear the darkness, but step into it in an empowered knowing way? That's, that's some deep medicine right there. So on the wolf front, I'll leave you with a, a little suggestion of um, if you feel so inclined, meditate with wolf medicine because they are coming through for the collective right now. So go, what the, whatever that might look like for you, maybe go sit on your meditation cushion and ask wolf to come visit you and see, and see if you can feel them walking around you. See if you feel their breath on your face. Ask if they have any messages for you. Or maybe you're out, maybe your medicine is in movement. Maybe you'll go for a run and ask wolf to come run with you and mm -hmm. see what what does your heartbeat feel like as a wolf? What do you notice as a wolf? And then how can you allow that medicine to help you come into comfortable relationship with the darkness and use your voice to call out to your tribe? Right. So that's my, my animal shaman tip for you. Yeah, that's definitely what, or dance it, you know, get under that moon and dance it. Yes. And that's what definitely. we're calling. That's what we're, that's what we're in. We're, we've been, we've been going into our own interpersonal shadow work we've been doing that stuff for a while we're gonna have to expand so that's what we're doing so we do have to go because it's we're running out of time here yes we're we're right at one so um thank you so much for joining us for shaman sisters sessions the and first so of many. this is the first of many we're going to continue to do this and i'm sure we'll we'll start to actually maybe have like a format or something or we'll figure yeah. something out or we're going you to will um, and, uh, as we get more clear, as I get more clear on, you know, what it is that I'm doing as, as my service out there in the world in this regard and, and all of these things, um, to, to continue to, you know, my greatest, my greatest desire is to, is to, is to be of great service in this world and to stand for whatever it is that's, that's needing to be stood for. Mm -hmm. um, and support those that are willing to stand. And so, you know, if, if this is, you know, resonous to any of you, if you need help on your journey, on your path, please reach out. Um, I know myself, I'm sure Michelle, like we're, 
we're around, find us on, on social media, reach out to us, send us a message. Um, you know, we're, we're building tribe, we're building community, we're building the pack and um, we're here to help everybody sing their song. Definitely. Um, as far, I want to, one more note on the building the pack thing. Um, we are in the process as we do this on a more regular basis and make this more available to community. We will have our, our Facebook page, our Shaman Sister Sessions Facebook page up and running with announcements, with, um, you know, with the recordings. We will publish the recordings of these um, in time. Yeah. And I do encourage you to chime in with questions. Please feel free to, uh, to tune in and say, hey, this is what's going on with me. This is what I really want to hear about. Uh, and we love that. We, you know, we want to share what's going on with us, but then also speak to your experience because you are a part of our tribe. By showing up here, you're saying, yes, okay, I'm in this, this family. And we love that. So thank you for sharing your journey with us as well. Michelle, you got all wiggly woggly. Yeah, it was like it was like share with us, and we're we're yeah, all we want to hear from you. And um, in that, uh, you know, my thank you, mm -hmm. my dear sweet brothers and sisters. Thank you. Thank you so much for showing up for being alive in this moment for being aware and conscious in this moment and in this time to be present for what is true and to stand in it to stand in your power in your strength in your beauty in your emotions in your empathy and to own all of that and to share with the world we need you now more than ever yep yeah what she said. Yeah. yeah. So reach out, connect with us, send us your email if you want to be on a list. Like, let's just keep, let's keep making this happen. We want to hear about what your plans are. What are you going to do in the future? I know everybody's still like, ah, I don't know yet. But if you go, I am going to Standing Rock and or I am going to do this or I am going to lead this or I am going to teach this. Like, let us know. Let us support you. Let us be part of your um, mission in the world because we're here to do that. So yes, definitely. keep tuning so. into keep tuning into um, into us for that. Thank you, Michelle. This is so much fun. Mm -hmm. And with that. Yeah, this is great. I'm I'm really excited for the continued growth and unfolding of this work together. So, uh, and with that, let's let's go ahead and take. We'll do a closing breath together. That feels good. Okay, so everybody, you can close your eyes if you want to. Breathe everything out. Deep breath in. And exhale. Deep breath in. And out with a sigh. <sighs> Deep breath in. Feeling gratitude for your body, the sacred container. And exhale. <sighs> thank you, thank you, thank you for the blessings. We are so happy and grateful to do this work today. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. All right. Wonderful viewers and participants, thank you so much. Many blessings. We'll look forward to more with you.